Kill him, guys! Is it not working? No, no, no. I was opening my drink. Ah, is it a beer? It is a Finnish lawn drink. Oh, I was going to guess one of them gay peach bush lattes. Bro, I'm telling you. You got to try it. No, I'm not going to do it. Got to try it. Bush supports trannies. Period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. They might as well just put it as tranny fluid. If you're weird, here's your drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the majority of our listeners. <laughs> if they're all trannies, we're in the wrong fucking place. <laughs> Something tells me we don't really attract trannies to our uh, our show. I don't know. Maybe maybe we do. Maybe they're gonna show up at old Wind River Waterfowl this season. <laughs> so, that being said, we have a few dates left at Wind River Waterfowl. Come pound some greenies with us. We got. We're entertaining. I would say so. I mean. I've never had a client ever say that I'm not entertaining or fun. Yeah, no one's ever said I'm boring. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've had too many that did not like me, to be honest. Not to be sounds conceited. But uh people usually like us, dildo. I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Um we got a few dates in November. Two Late December dates that, if you're trying to shoot small water, would be very good. Mm-hmm. And then some late Canada goose season hunts, very end of January and three weeks of February. That, if here's a this will attest to our listeners if you guys are like us, you enjoy a nice beverage in the evening. Sometimes you might splurge a little bit on your beverages. <laughs> if you come in February to shoot honkers, it's going to be cold. There's probably going to be snow on the ground. There's no probably going to be snow. On, there's going to be snow there, on the ground. Yeah. The geese aren't going to fly till 11 o'clock. So that means you can drink, wake up, at like you know, 10 o'clock 10 o'clock <laughs> yeah you just get up early and eat breakfast if you're feeling really ambitious I mean you don't even have to come out there till noon yeah it's crazy and then we'll shoot these from noon to whenever you guys are done depending on how good of shots you guys are Donkers. and then you guys go back to the bar <laughs> yep and we'll probably be with you. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, to me, I think it'd be perfect for, like, a bachelor party. Because you know they're going to go hard. Oh, yeah. But you get to sleep in. You're not waking up feeling like shit. 
rushed in the morning. I mean, you still might feel like a little bit of shit, but a not, little bit, but not like three in the morning shit. You know, if you're an East Sider, a Flatlander like myself, when you get into the thin air, <laughs> shit gets to you faster. <laughs> so be careful. Higher elevation, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> it'll it'll put a person on their ass. But that being said, check it out. Check the Facebook. Check the Instagram. The hunting. It is some some superior goose hunting though. Yeah. I mean, honker hunting. It's freaking epic. Yeah. They are dumb, dumb, dumb. I mean, big sleeper spreads. Yeah, the shit's so much fun. Snow covers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dying. It's like the best recipe. And if it's if it's too cold for some of you listeners, we'll have nice heaters for you to keep you warm. Oh yeah, and the Lucky Duck two by fours, baby. Yeah. Those things are awesome. Yeah, brand new snow covers, couple new trailers. Oh, oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's fucking going to be good. We're gonna be beating some booty. So don't miss out. Check it out. And, if, and let's seriously, those guys that want to shoot ducks. What is it? December? Is it twenty one through twenty three? Twenty one through twenty three and twenty seven through twenty nine. Twenty nine. We've had so many people ask. I just can't believe those haven't got picked up yet, but it's going to happen. Yeah, those are prime. Those are some pristine, pristine dates. I'm talking. Oh, like everybody that talks about wanting to shoot ducks over small water. Well, those are your days to do it. Yep. All of our December and January dates for ducks. They're freaking. Plus, we get dry field mallards, too. And start feeding at 1 o'clock in the afternoon afternoon when the weather's right it's freaking couple snow flurries start falling and then ducks get to feed even when it's like 10 degrees and like the high of 10 degrees your ducks are feeding early yeah it's just crazy it's badass yeah and we have some pretty pretty cool stuff to be hunting on Uh uh-huh so check it out Facebook, Instagram, website soon. If not, check us out, Dylan Draves, Josh Wright, and we'll hook you up. Oh, yeah. If you want any more details, shoot us a message. We're pretty good at responding to those messages, by the way. There's yeah, one night you know, we had. We've had, a f- oh like my gosh. 16 different people reach out to us in one night. It was fun. Yeah, that post went wild. Yeah, it did. We get booked like two groups out of that, that one. We did. We did. It was a solid day. Just another day of being gangsters. Yeah. yeah so, today oh, on the show. Oh, 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 what, 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 what? We get to reunite Dylan and I in like two weeks. I miss my boyfriend. I know. It's been so long. I know. Man, I'm not going to last two seconds when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd's searching at the wears earplugs. Hey, Bud Light, go sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we did our faces on a can. Oh, man. Dilly Dilly with Josh's Willie. 
<laughs> oh, that was that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh shit. That that that's gotta get us something. Dude. <laughs> if that if people don't laugh at that, y'all need to quit in life. <laughs> hey, we need to make some merch, put that on a t shirt. Dude, for real. <laughs> With your beard, you could look like the guy off hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that was good. <laughs> Do you think we could create an uproar among the hunting community if we got our faces on a Bud Light can? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Tika teak. Okay. Well, what were you gonna say? Sorry, Dildo. Oh no, that's okay. That was pretty. That was funny. That was a good detour. <laughs> on today's episode. I had a a viewer, a listener, when I put our last episode up about Justin and his Argentina trip, which if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it because it's pretty wild. Pretty nuts. He's reached out and said, hey, love love listening to it, you know, and I go, oh, and he said, you know, especially when you guys talk about like setups and stuff, answers questions. That got me thinking and I was like, you know what? We haven't done that in a while. So today's episode is a whole episode of Waterfalling the Right Way with Josh Wright. God damn it. I'm not doing another podcast. (laughs) You have like three or four questions to answer. Oh my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. Three or four? It's a whole, it's, um, hold on. Dude, I might be a little rusty. I've been on the fly fishing grind. It's not, so they're more, so they're a little different. They're not like scenarios, but they're more like questions of like what we would do. What what have we done before? What would Dildo Baggins do? He would unzip your pants and suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be telling everybody my secrets now. (laughs) We might lose some viewers, but we might gain... Some of the LGBTQWXLZ community after this episode. Oh boy, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know how many letters they got in there now. Like the whole alphabet, damn near. Fuck. Fucking pert near. Seems like it. Yep. Oh. You gotta ask me also. the question, Ricky. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do. I'll do a question, then I'll ask my other question. Okay. Here's here's the question. Say you are in an A-frame on an edge. Okay. Where, okay, you have full body decoys. Okay. Is there a certain distance from the edge you run your decoys? Do you give yourself extra room since you're on the edge? Or do you bring them tight to the edge? Um, well, I never run them tight to the edge. But it also depends on how many decoys you have because you could, you could run like a dozen or two that are kind of moving towards the edge like they're working that edge where there's more feed because typically geese like to work a field from the middle and then out towards the edge. Um, so you could put some decoys, but typically I go, I mean, we've always done 15 to 18 yards. I mean, that's just kind of 
a number in our head. I mean, that's like a comfortable number for us. I I think you could get away with 10 if you really wanted to, but it just seems like you've always had better luck with like 20 yards away from your blinds or from your edge. You kind of have to justify – you have to be way more disciplined with your shot takes. Like you can't be shooting them when they're on the very edge of your last decoy. I mean, you can, but – those shots are only going to be one shot and you better be hitting it. But for the most part, you, you have to shoot them at that 25 yards. Um, sometimes you can shoot them on the swing, which we've done quite a bit on the swing. Yeah. And sometimes that's a better shot than even having them finish completely in your decoys just because it's actually going to be closer. Yeah. All varies with your win though, too. Um, especially if you have a really, really strong win and you're doing an edge hide, I wouldn't put my, my closest decoy, or my, I wouldn't put my furthest decoy more than 30 yards. Right. Um, just because as soon as they get to that decoy, they're going to touch down. So if you put yep. decoys out with a really, really strong wind out to 45 yards, you are not going to be shooting shit. You're going to be yep. way frustrated because they're going to be sitting out there and they're probably be lifting off your decoys if it's super windy because there's going to be a big wobble, to be honest. So I yep. always run them closer. I'll run really, really windy. I'll run my closest decoy to the edge like 10 yards like and then my mass is at 15 yards and that's usually how i've always done it with the wind but <clears throat> standard like a normal wind or no wind day i go 18 to 20 yards off the edge that's your closest decoy yep i'm uh i'll grab a handful walk up to the front of the A-frame and pace out about 17. Yeah. 17 seems to be my number. Put a decoy down and then I can go from there. Right. Now, if I have like a super, super good hide or the night before the geese were like stupid close to the edge. Yeah. I'll bring it closer. You know, I mean, if, like you said, if, if you're watching them the night before, and you're like, holy shit, they're really close to the edge. Right. Fucking bring them close. And if you have a really good hide that you don't have to worry about them getting super close and picking you out. Or trees to work around or anything, like in Kansas. Yeah, like you just have a, a tumbleweed fence line that you can yeah, just where disappear they can in. Surf. Right. It's a whole, whole different – it's all scenario. Like if you just had a tumbleweed line or anything like that, which if I had a tumbleweed line <laughs> – I'll be smoking up. But standard agreed, you know, light winds, whatever, normal day. I'm pacing out about 17 yards, smacking my first decoy down and going from there. Well, and the other thing is I don't run my decoys long. I run them wide on edge heights, if that makes sense. Like, I will do almost – I almost do like a horseshoe or, or even a T sometimes, or I mean, a, a W, a W is like kind of a standard edge hide spread for me. Yeah. I've always done a W or a K something with a straight line and then have pockets coming yeah. off of it that yeah. only go out to 30 yards though. Like my furthest deep boy on an edge hide usually is like maybe 40, maybe 45 going out. Yeah. But if it's going wide, I'll put from the middle of the spread, I'll go, 70 to 100 yards to the left 70 to 80 yards the other side to the right like i yep. run it really wide yep. and then your mass always right in the center yep 
and I agree on the high wind days. You don't want them landing over. You don't want them to have to push over a bunch of decoys to get to your kill hole because they will not make it. They're not going to. Nope. Nope. Some of them might, but for the most part, yeah. For the most part, they're going to be sitting right on that, right as soon as they get to the first decoy. Yep, and then you're going to be shooting a lot further. And they're going to be getting out so damn fast, depending on your wind. Regardless of the wind, yep. they're going to be getting out fast. Yep. So, like, even it's almost even better to run your decoys if you had, like, a, a side wind. Like, I'll put the blinds on my last, like, dozen decoys <laughs> and run it, run my spread upwind from me. Plus, yep. they're not looking at your blinds at all then. They're just looking right at the decoys, and you just fuck them up. Yep. Night, night. Side shooting is a beautiful thing. I love side. I'll I'll side shoot all day over anything, to be honest. Do you shoot your collateral damage is even better, in my opinion. Yeah. Birds balled up way better than shooting them head on. Shooting them in the face is fun, too, but. Yeah. I really, I really like side shooting them. Yeah, like I said, especially if 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 you have like an iffy hide, if you can side shoot them so they aren't looking at you at all, it's money. Right. Like even in the socks, that's what I'll, I'll even, I'll do like a heavy J or something, and I, I'll be on the side of that arm of the J. Yeah. It'll still be heavy, but I'll make it more heavy on that bottom part because they're look, they'll be looking right over there. Yep. Or like trees, like if you're in a tree line, if you yep. can have them coming in so they're not, like if you're shooting them in the face, they're coming like at the trees and they don't like that. Right. It is kind of fun. It is kind of fun when they do do it though. Then they have to lift up over the trees and they are fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, next question. Do you think Jason Aldean's new song is racist? Is what? His new song is racist. I haven't even honestly heard his new song. Oh. I heard Tyler Childers, though. Yeah, boy. Uh, (laughs) Uh-huh. Golly. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Oh, yeah. I did not not see uh, that coming. No, me neither. Me neither. But, oh, well. His old music was fire. Yep. Now it's gay. No one can take that away from him. No. That's true. That is true. But, and I mean, and again, I don't understand what his motive was, but it is the number one music video out right now. So. What? All publicity is good publicity. Jeez. Because so many people are watching it to see what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. And you get, I you get 30 seconds honestly, into the video and there's two dudes making out. Yeah, I honestly didn't even watch it, to be honest. I turned it off pretty quickly. I just heard about it and I was like, oh, I don't need to watch that. Not that I'm homophobic or anything, but... Yeah, me not either. My, you know, not, not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, next question. I'm listening. Moving on to Snow Deuces. Snow Galimos gaze. Okay. Do you ever lay in a white spread? And do you think that the track on the e-collar 
makes a difference. Um, do we ever lay in a snow spread? Was the first question? Yes. And do I think the track makes a difference? Yes. Um, yes to both. I don't know if the track necessarily makes too big of a difference, but I do know the volume makes a difference. Yep. If that makes sense. Meaning you could definitely be playing your like your e-collar on like an 18 when it should be on like a 7 or even a 3 or a 4. Yeah. I've honestly had way better luck with the e-collar running it at a 3 or a 4 to be honest. Um yeah. Maybe if you're in a the scenario like a scenario where you need to pull geese down, you could have it up higher. But I I fluctuate that just like uh, I do when I'm calling at wild like calling 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 with my calls. I always switch up tone, volume, right. um, all of that stuff. Do I think the soundtrack matters too much? I mean, I think you just have to like read your birds, like are your birds in that area to really be feeding. Like if you're if you are, or you want something that sounds like a lot of geese feeding compared to geese just flying or sitting on water. It all yeah. all of that is kind of you know iffy just on your situation. Um, Laying the socks, if you have good wind and sun and you have no hide, I'll lay in socks. Um, honestly, sometimes there's probably more times that we should be laying in socks that I should have been laying in socks than not be laying in socks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I think everybody gets in this rut of hunting the exact same way. And like there's people that probably over hunt in socks. Right. I'm not going to say any name, but. There's a couple in Kansas that you could, you know, name drop pretty quick. But uh, then other times, like, we should be doing, you know, we should be out there laying in socks, especially, like, um, if there's literally no edge height or anything like that. And I don't like the socks in the, in the clouds. Um, yeah. You got to kind of use that shadow if you can. Yep. But at the same, same time. I don't know how the hell those guys in Texas, those guys down in Texas beat the fuck out of them in socks. I mean, beat the fuck out of them all the time. From the videos I've seen, it doesn't look like greatly hidden in the socks. No. I'm like, man, you know how much effort I put into socks in Kansas? And then I see these fucking hoople heads that are just absolutely pounding them. I'm like, what? How? Although... I will say this. I think those tall socks do matter. Yeah. I really think if you could, like, gradually turn it into the tall socks and then gradually back down, I feel like your tall socks would fucking murder. That's just my opinion. But you need a lot of them. A lot of them. But I saw them in the the snow goose, the snows. I was like, those are kind of nasty. But you know what I want to do? When we're in Canada, and I already told Dylan on this, but I do want to shoot freaking ducks and snows out of the freaking white socks spread in Canada this year. Because ne- I've never done it, but I feel like it would murder them. Dude, you could have ducks landing I know. at like five yards. Especially that, <laughs> dude, especially like the first three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Like right, right when them Rosties show up. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Plus, I think you could murder the specs that way. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I don't want to show him everything, but you know, at the same time, it'd be if you had the right clientele that would be down the freaking laying some socks, shoot birds yeah. at fucking ten yards. Oh my god, that'd be gross. Yep, especially in Canada. So I'm I'm gonna try to try to do it at least one time this year. Especially on like those peace double fields. Fuck. Yeah. Instead of doing the lay down blind thing, man, go out there and land socks. Ooh. That'd be sweet. I'm doing it. Here's what I will say about the e collar track stuff. I have never switched to another track and a hundred percent known that that's the reason I started killing geese. Like, I've done it and then killed more geese, but it also could have just been a coincidence. You know, we never actually 100% know. Correct. I have 99.9% adjusted the level of sound and killed better geese. Yeah. Thousand percent. Because you'll see them like they're coming. And then they're trying to lift in or pump in. And like, obviously the first thing we do is our hide. And then the next thing is volume. Turn it down. Especially once you get late season in Canada, like in May, you're running small spreads. And if you're running eight dozen decoys and you have your Fox Pro, Snow Pro, that the max volume is 20. If you have it on, like, 12, that's way too loud. Like, eight dozen Gs are not going to make the amount of sound that that Fox Pro is making. But I will also say I do have a set amount, like, a set list of tracks that I like and that I use. And I will switch around. But like I said, it's I have one that I usually start with every time. And if geese are kind of acting funky, I'll switch it. And I have like four to five. And then like say I switch it to like the third track and a group of geese finishes, then I'll leave it there. Right. And just kind of go from there. And then sometimes like, you know, the next groups of geese do it great. But was was that the track change or was that just geese being geese that's what i'm like that's just a guess you, you just can't tell yeah right the thing about the soundtrack is just having realistic sound yeah. like sound of what the hell is going on not you know not because it's a certain soundtrack it to me yeah because uh, you see it with when you're calling it dr geese they respond to you know the way you're calling at them, not because it's this certain exact thing. It's when you're hitting them on or like how low or how high of a pitch, all of that. That's, yep. it's just more of a realistic sound. And every goose is going to respond to it differently. Maybe some geese yep. like really like a higher pitch. Some geese like that lower pitch. I don't know. It's just, yep. that's the thing about a soundtrack is just having realistic sound consistently that's what makes a soundtrack cool yep not you know having somebody stick on a duck read or stick on a goose read whatever it is yep i agree another question i'm listening 
I don't know the answer to this question. I don't really think you do either. Is uh, it a math question? Because if that's the case, I definitely don't know the answer. Well, I mean, it could be two plus two, and I'd be a little worried what your answer is. 22. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> but this involves flyways. Do you think the central flyway snows are different to hunt than the Alberta flyway or do you see differences in straight snow days versus blues and snows? Okay. And I've never hunted Alberta, so I don't. Um, I will say I think central flyway birds are probably the hardest snow geese birds to hunt. Period. I would. They definitely get the most pressure. Yes, they get a lot more pressure and they get a lot harder. So, yes, I think they're different in that way because you actually have to be way more on your A game than I think anywhere in the nation. I mean, the central flyway, I mean, the central flyway, in my opinion, it's the biggest, isn't it? I believe. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. The central flyway, and it just, it goes right, what, North Dakota, South Dakota, down into... Nebraska, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, that's, those are like your high volume of – there's so many different outfits in just Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska alone that are pounding snow geese. So I think those snow geese are just different just because of the amount of pressure they are getting. So, yeah, I think they're harder to hunt, period. Now, I would say – I think some of the Alberta snow geese are also central flyway snow geese. Oh, yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I think I would say like southern Saskatchewan is kind of like where everything comes together. Or maybe even North Dakota. Yeah. And then from there, say in the spring, for example, they're coming back up. They get to that North Dakota, Saskatchewan line, and then they just, like, finger out. Right. Well, yeah, that's <clears> – I don't know. I, I The Pacific Flyway, I don't know how many of those birds just drop down and go that way. Right. I think this, this year's weather alone, it made the migration patterns completely different, in my opinion. So we talked about that after our spring season in Saskatchewan this year because we we still had a very good season, but number-wise, we did not see the birds like we did last spring. They stayed west. And, and that's what we kind of – there was so much snow for so long in the Dakotas that kind of their mental clock kind of kicked in, and they're like, okay, we should be north by now, and they – went west and then north yeah so i think i think a lot of our geese that we usually have were over in alberta this past yeah. spring yeah i think i mean when i saw all those birds in um idaho i was like what the hell yeah so they i mean they always have a pretty good push that way and everything but it seemed like you had birds that went from texas and started flying west that way instead and i don't know if they could tell with the barometric pressures or what or any of that and just stayed west because 
West did not get hit near as bad as like East this year. It seems like North and East, right? Like Wyoming got drilled. Freaking Dakota's obviously got drilled. Nebraska got fucking hammered. Yep. Everywhere east of Wyoming seems like we got hammered. But then the Colorado line, and then you got west, like up to the Idaho line. I think, I think that's. I don't know how they could tell or read that or what, but I think they got to the snow line and just started heading west. Yep. I don't know. Well, who freaking knows? Those western states ended up losing their snow a lot faster than the Dakotas did. Well, yeah, that, and it was weird because this year I had buddies in Wyoming that were shooting fucking snow geese on the way down. Right. So it, it could go all back to the conversation of, do you think birds are changing their migratory migratory patterns due to hunting pressure? And my answer is 100% yes. Yeah. 100% yes. I mean, I've seen, we've seen it in Kansas alone where the birds are like getting whacked in one area and they fucking move out, you know, yep. bye, bye. Yep. Like they're pushing out. They got to go somewhere else. They're like over it. They get over it. And I don't know if they're smart enough, like to just realize, I mean, natural selection or whatever it is that they're just either adapt or get left behind. And I don't know if they're starting to figure that out. I really don't. Right. I, I think know. that's what's crazy cool about animals, though. They always – the adapter figures something else out. Like, that's just the way it is. But that central flyway, it gets fucking pounded. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say the Pacific flyway is the least pounded place in the United States. Yes. And that's even with Calif- California being as crazy as it – big as it is, but – I really think the western part of the United States is like that's where you don't have so much hunting pressure and everything. Yeah. Like it's way I don't think it's near as competitive. It it's probably going to be, but I, I you yeah. just don't see it. Yeah. But you can kind of see see that like it's kind of shifting as far as like people are kind of venturing more out there. Right. I mean, more out west. I mean, yeah. Montana's getting, you know, Montana's getting blown up uh by all the all you all out of staters. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Idaho I don't think says bad, but Idaho also doesn't have it's really hard to outfit. Right. In a different way which is like a love-hate relationship, you know. Um I you you know there's a bunch of people that would love to be running outfits up there, but that's also what makes Montana probably still special. Right. Just because there's not fucking 80 outfits within a two-hour radius of each other beating right. the shit out of the same birds. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty crazy. They definitely, I don't know, waterfowl hunting – all hunting needs to be a little bit more, like guiding, especially. I think it needs to be monitored and especially, I don't know. A few more regulations. Yeah, like have a guide license and, you know, 
make it a little bit harder and make people actually have to work for it. So it's not just like fucking Billy over here starting his own outfit called the Billy Bob fucking Thornton crew or whatever you want to call him, you know, like, right. So many just little tiny pipsqueak outfits that shouldn't even be guiding hunts are out there, but I don't know. Yep. And I think that was part of the demise of Arkansas. Yeah. Is everybody and their brother, you know, they had a tiny chunk of land of a rice field and they'd flood it and they'd start doing hunts on it. Pretty soon, every rice field in the state is leased. Right. Yep. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The last time I went to Arkansas, it was like the first year. Of when everybody was like, there's no more ducks in Arkansas, blah, blah, blah. And we went down there. We hunted with an outfit, but we went down there and fucking smashed them. Right. So I, the state just doesn't not get ducks, but it might be a little bit harder now. It's just you know. pressure. Way more yep. pressure than yep. anything now. Or, I mean, you'll see when our ducks in Kansas... You know, when we were guiding with Big Kansas, when they got pressured, I mean, it'd be a half hour after shooting light before they flew. Right. Right. So they're not dumb. They figure it out. They figure it out, and they figure it out a lot faster when there's, you know, 400 people out there a day chasing them. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're going to figure it out a lot quicker that way. Yeah. Especially when it's one small pocket of ducks that everybody found. Everybody just was trying to beat the shit out of them. It's different. That'll be the nice thing about Wyoming is there's, it's a relatively, yeah, like you're not going to be driving more than 45 minutes to go to your hunt. Right. But within the 45 minute radius, the amount of different pockets of birds in that area is insane. Yeah, it's fun. Different pockets of birds that just don't see the amount of pressure that, you know. Yep. That's what I'm excited for. That's what I'm used to. I'm just used to seeing myself out scouting and I'll be like, holy shit, whose black fucking Toyota is that? Who's scouting this? <laughs> I got to get on this. Call this guy right now before somebody oh, else gets it. This son of a bitch is going to get sniped from us. Hurry up. Hey, Ben, yep. who who is that guy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is one thing. I'm like, we're going to have one white truck that we're going to be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> that was a wild part, man. When it was like, like, Hey, I need to get a hold of so-and-so right now because there's blah, blah, blah. So-and-so is looking at the same field. Like we got to get on this now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was wild. Yeah, it. Was, I mean, that did kind of make it exciting and fun, the competition yeah. part of it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't want anybody else looking at these right now. I want to be the only one. I want to be yep. getting my own permission. Like, thank and thankfully with Ben, like, he did so many just like outright leases that a lot of it was just like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't imagine like not having that where like every day you're right you know, you're competing, but the amount of people that would like other people that would like roll up and realize it was Ben's lease and probably just 
get really mad. Oh, that was the best feeling the Bob the old ball sack that we were like, yeah, it's our latest oh, run. That we smashing that tomorrow, dog. <laughs> oh, that was fucking fun. <laughs> that part was sick. Yeah. That was the best part about fucking guiding there by hunt because you're like, well, <laughs> it's either our lease or we can't hunt it. So <laughs> Yeah, either nobody's hunting yet or we're hunting yet. That's literally right. it. <laughs> That shit was yeah. fun. Yeah, I had that group of locals show up on uh when you guys were in South Dakota. Oh yeah. To it, it was one of our lease fields in Kansas, and they showed up. They're like, "Oh, we're waiting for so and so. We're hunting this field with him." And I was like, "Well, that's interesting, because I work for BKO and we have this leased." And he was like, "Oh," and so the whoever the main guy of the hunting group was showed up and. Was just kind of like, oh, well, we talked to so and so, and it was not the person that farmed it or owned it. It was like a member of their family. Oh, and boy. I was like, well, I'm like, this guy owns it, this guy farms it, and like right away he was like, oh, he goes, well, why don't we just hunt together? So he knew, like, right? He he was just hoping to show up, not no have any there. issues, right, and just go. And it didn't work. And then he was like, oh, why don't we just hunt together? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, if you actually had permission. Right. Yes. We'll figure it out. But you don't actually have permission to be here. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yeah. It was like, like right away when I pulled up with the trailer, there was a truck sitting there. And I was like, that's not our clients. And it was like some younger fellas. And uh, they were like, oh, are you hunting with so-and-so? And I was like, no. Like, oh, we're waiting for him to hunt this field. And I was like, I got bad news for you. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to go home. You guys might have to go eat breakfast before you go home because the wives are going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like... Like I said, if, if it, say it was a, not a field we leased and we just got permission for the day and somebody else showed up, also got permission for the day, which yeah. does happen sometimes. Oh, yeah. You just, you work it out and you go. Right. But when you show up, tell me you got permission from so-and-so and so-and-so doesn't own it and so-and-so doesn't farm it. Yes. I'm not. That's, you know. And the owner and the farmer ended up calling me and, like, asking me who he was and uh, found him and got the dude's phone number and told him never to come near his fields ever again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, which, I mean, if you think about it from the farmer's perspective, we're not there to hunt it that morning, right? So he goes and hunts it illegally, right? Well, right. now there's no more geese in that field, so now we're not going to hunt it, so he's not getting paid. Right. Man, you know, so he it. just loses out on all that money. Right. Over nothing. Yep. So, it's it's wild. Wild. It's like the, it's like the Wild West sometimes. You're going to have to tell me who that was. I will. <laughs> what the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like the days of like 
when it's really hot and you get there too early, so shit's not flying. So you're just sitting by the roost. Next thing you know, there's another truck by the roost, then another oh, truck, yeah. then another truck, and it's like, all right, here we go, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly. Those were all the questions from our our fellow viewer. I won't say his name, but shout out. Thank you for listening and reaching out. Yeehaw. You'll you'll know it's you when you listen. We are 28 days from opening day. That's wild thought. It's go time, baby. Dude, it's go time. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a completely different year. I'm so excited. I'm fully loaded with my, with my, my own loppers. I got two DeWalt hedge trimmers. I got a DeWalt chainsaw. I'm ready. Why'd you get, why'd you get two DeWalt hedge trimmers? Well, I already had one and then I was able to get another one via gift. Oh, a little miscommunication that I had bought one. Oh. So then after I had bought one, somebody bought one for me as a gift. You bought a chainsaw? Electric, 12-inch chainsaw, yep. <laughs> for the first two weeks of the season? <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. They'll be flying. <laughs> See them trees that all the good branches are at the top? Come on down. I'm getting you. <laughs> <laughs> bro ridiculous I was, I was thinking about getting one of those fucking gas powered hedge trimmers yeah yeah but they're like 500 bucks yeah so well I got two DeWalt ones you can use one I I have a hedge trimmer here too oh yeah that's right but and P, I mean PLO's got a few too it's just nice to have your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get some new loppers, too. I already had to get my own Havel on. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my uh, goose flag. Yeah. <laughs> God. Think my nigga ass broke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come on. Don't have Come to on. raise. <laughs> Should just bring one of those JTR motion decoys up there. There you go. Oh, dude. You should see the decoy we found cleaning out some like old gear. You remember at the end of fall when we had to clean out that like storage shed from that other property? I I, I did not have I was not a part of that i wasn't a part of it but did you ever look at the trailer i heard about it when they brought it back oh my god just shit like a a bunch of just shit yeah right ben found this canada decoy i guess its wings are like straight out it's looks like it's flying right Uh uh-huh on the bottom of it's like a little spring so you can like put it on a post and like in the wind it'll kind of like rock back and forth. Huh? It's it's interesting. He said he's running it on September first. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, September 1. Uh-huh. A couple little 80 pieces coming back. Hopefully. Hopefully it's just silly. Hopefully the first two weeks of the season we can just get her done in the mornings. We just don't even have to hunt any afternoons. Um, That's not going to happen. But if it does, that would be fucking epic. That would be wild. I mean, there weren't. I don't know if they're. I mean, obviously until the snow geese come down. But I only uh, had a hunt. I only had a hunt two times for fucking five ducks in the afternoon the first two weeks. Right. That's right. There was never like every group still needed to shoot their ducks. Like it was like one, maybe two. Yeah. My group got smart. My group got smart and like, well, we could shoot ducks in the afternoon. Well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Guys don't want to shoot the ducks that are in the decoys right there. Well, there's geese behind them. Fuck. There's there's five honkers coming. (laughs) I'm excited for some big donkeys. Duke. I'm so excited to clam, dude. It's my favorite. Bird hitching donkeys. Oh, yeah. I love it. Do we have to wing them all? No, no, huh? No, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What?" So they actually—I don't know if you heard about this—transporting uh, across Canada lines. You don't. You can breast them. You don't need a wing attached to go Providence to Providence. So why is Ben worried about winging them then? Well, I guess once you get in the states, that's yeah. To get into the states is still different. I mean, Christy, still they're still iffy about bringing frozen birds back because the bird flu that was two years ago. I mean, yeah. So the biologist came back again this spring to do like testing on the snow geese because the bird uh-huh. flu is obviously affecting snow geese more. They were running an additional test to check for antibodies of the bird flu, and they found that a good chunk of the adults actually had the bird flu. But since they were older and more mature, they were able to fight it off and now had an antibody for the bird flu. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Which is good. Well, I'd rather kill the adults and leave the juvies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I bet I bet the juvie numbers will be pretty fucking salty again this year. It ha I mean, it was pretty wet. You know, it has to be good breeding habitat this year. Oh, I bet I bet we murder them. I hope so. I'm hoping so. That first fucking wave of snows that gets there is so fucking fun, dude. Just straight <laughs> Roskies. <laughs> I get fucked up. I remember uh-huh. my field. I remember my field didn't even have snows in it the night before, and then the morning. I remember that. Oh my god, we were like eleven away from shooting fucking triple that day. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. It was so nasty. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> We would have tripled if we would have called the shot right a couple times. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey. Just saying. Easy. There's a <laughs> member of that group that listens to this podcast. Oh, Justin, cut that out. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't care. <laughs> it ain't the head honcho listening to the podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he would. <laughs> Although, so I, I had them this spring. And uh, we, as we've talked about before, they are incredible shots. Yeah, they're nasty. Yeah. We had a single come in. And uh, the uh, commander-in-chief missed it <laughs> three times. All <laughs> right. He got, he got done, and we kind of started laughing, and he goes, talked about that one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> But no, I'm excited to get back to the grind. I'm excited for Canada, and I'm very excited for Wind River this year. It's going to be a, a fun season. Oh, man. It's going to be great. I'm excited to go hang out with the boys again. That shit's so much fun. Yeah. Our one day off in two months. Oh, I mean, just being around the boys, though. Yeah. But yeah. I but... Uh, agree. Lions. This is the year. Lions are going to suck. Me tickling you at midnight. I can't wait. Hey. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't we're not going to win the Super Bowl, but we're winning the division. No, you're not. Ain't nobody going to stop us. Um everybody. Big big game though against the Chiefs cuz you know me and Ben will be probably betting money. Ah, I know Ben's going to be winning money, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You know I'll I support whole, I'll put my whole first paycheck on it. All right. Well, you just gave Ben some fucking coin. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think your prize would be a fucking helmet. I'd buy you one. <laughs> a, a special helmet? Yeah, for being a retard. <laughs> you can't say that you've had to call your friends retarded when they're acting retarded <laughs> you're right you're right uh, we're, we're gonna get cancelled what so we'll probably get cancelled now yep ah. but nah it's worth it 100% it's worth it we're funny I'm telling you we got to make a dilly dilly with Josh's Willie shirt. <laughs> that shit would be hilarious. <laughs> it's just great. Like, it's perfect. It does. It fits perfect. <laughs> and we can, we can take, we'll put it on a Bud Light can on the shirt. <laughs> that's fucking money. We'd make millions. Anybody that's listening that can do something like that. Just do it. And just make sure that we get the idea. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll give you a we'll give you a percentage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well thanks for listening to Waterfall in the Right Way with Josh Ride. Oh yeah. Twas right. good. We're out of here. Love you bye. Love you bye.